0: Everybody, I'm Chad Bokelman.
1: I'm Mark Marble.
0: And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 462, I believe. I believe that's correct. We are talking about such a timely uh, uh, set of things today because it's just in line with the holiday season. Uh, oh, wait. No, we're talking about vampires. Okay.
1: <laughs> vampires. Um, well, vampires are eternal. So I guess maybe <laughs> there's no wrong time for it. But yeah,
0: we are talking about... DC versus Vampires issues one
1: and two. Um, how do you want to start, Mark? Well, I reckon we probably should just jump right into it. Uh, now, is there? a... See, I'm at, I'm at the end when they actually give you the the, the creative team. Is and now I'm trying to see, is there a title? Actual title issue? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh,
0: yes. Uh, well, no, no, no. Uh, never mind. That's just a location title. It m- really isn't, right? For this one, it doesn't look it. I think so. We're reading this digitally, folks, so we have to
1: page yeah, through one by one. Because I don't really think To Be Continued is the title. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you never know. Let's just give the creative team. Uh, James Tynan IV uh, and Matthew Rosenberg for the writers. Art, color, and main cover by Otto Schmidt. Letterer, Tom Napolitano. Variant covers by Francesco Mattini, Jorge Molina, and Jukure. Edited by Ben Abernathy. So now let me scroll all the way up to the beginning, and we're going to give, I think, more like a bare bones overview of these. But the sto- again, on the surface, the story isn't super, 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 super complicated at this stage of the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is the, it's just basically the title. <laughs>
1: yeah, DC versus vampires. So we begin with this, with this stranger almost dressed like, kind of looking like a cowboy, dressing, walking in the street. He's all bandaged up. He's approaching the Hall of Justice. We find out that he is a vampire and he is Andrew Bennett. Remember the name. We'll come back to it because in the land of Steve Rogers, I get that reference. I did get that reference as soon as I heard the name. (laughs) So that's, that's a rarity in some of these things for me, but considering how old the character is, maybe it's not that surprising, sadly. So we find out, yes, he is a vampire. He is trying to make his way to the Hall of Justice and he needs to speak to the Justice League. He finds... Now he's in the daytime, so he's trying to cover himself up, but he becomes exposed and he starts catching on fire. Hal comes out to check on him and he brings him into the Hall of Justice. Again, Andrew makes it clear he needs to speak to the entire Justice League. Hal says that pretty much I'm the only one here holding the fort right now other than uh, Zan from from as in Wonder Twin fame. But all the rest of the Justice League is, uh, is off planet on, on a mission. And Andrew pr- proceeds to... Then tell how like exactly what you know what the deal is here that uh, about how his former lover now enemy was a Mary Queen of what is it Queen of Blood I had it and I can't find the page now uh, the yeah Mary Queen of Blood the leader of the cult of the blood red moon yeah. she was the one who was basically was keeping the peace between the vampires and humans preventing an you know, all out war preventing vampires from just pretty much going going to town on human beings and everything keeping the keeping the truce but she was rec- she was recently killed and now a war is brewing between vampires and every- everybody else for a while andrew was trying to track down who was responsible for for killing mary and clues led to the legion of doom for information he goes he went to the legion of doom when, when he shows up Pretty much the entire Legion of Doom is dead, except for Lex Luthor, who we think is dead to start with, but turns out that he isn't. Lex Luthor hasn't, as always, Lex Luthor has a plan of potentially how to save humanity. And of course, it's, hey, may, just make sure you tell him that Lex Luthor is, is the one who saved the world. He has a vial of his blood. We don't necessarily 100% know what the significance of that vial is in the first issue. And... Andrew, is, that set Andrew on his way to find the Justice League while uh, Andrew is con- kind of like convalescing and he's talking to Hal and Zan. Zan makes the mistake of making it clear that, hey, the rest of the Justice League is actually here pretty much. They're, they're not off world. Let's put it that way. And as soon as that happens, Hal's like, oh, I really I really I wish you really didn't say that. We find out that Hal is actually a vampire. He's already been converted and he's working for whoever the you know the, the big bad is that assassinated Mary. He kills Zan. He puts him in a blender, right? Yeah. Yeah. He puts him in a green construct blender <laughs> blender, kills him, starts drinking him, offers some of the blood to Andrew, because he's a good host, but it but it's basically he has a Zan, he has a he has a Zan smoothie. Hal kills Andrew. He thinks he's, you know, he thinks he's all happy and he thinks basically he ended this threat. But we find out that basically before Andrew ever went to to the, the, the Hall of Justice. He of course went to Batman first and left and left the vial and left a note telling Batman about about the impending threat. And that pretty much ends part one. And we get his official name, his comic book name. Oh, Who Andrew? Yeah. I Vampire. Yep. Yes, I Vampire was a. And I remember this because I had I somewhere in my box Boxo issues. I have probably almost all of these. I, Vampire, is a character, and it's been referenced back multiple times since it was first created, but, but it was a House of Mystery backup story that ran for, for a long time. And yes, so I, Vampire, Andrew Bennett. Mm-hmm. So that I heard the name. That's what I thought. I thought it was a I Vampire. I double-checked it even before we got to the letter at the end, but yes.
0: For sure. All right. Picking up where we left off, uh, issue two is called Blood and Sand. Uh, written by James Tynion with Matthew Rosenberg, art and color and the main cover by Otto Schmidt letter by Tom, uh, Tom Napolitino, a variant cover by Francesco Francisco or Francesco Mattina and edited by Ben Abernathy. Uh, we open with how confronting of all people, Anton Arcane who, who tries to uh, cast a spell against him, but how all hopped up on being supernatural and wearing a green lantern ring just crashes straight on through it and then rips his spine out of Anton on a hurricane to which a uh, voice in the dark says a little much. Wasn't it Hal?" and Hal drops to his knees and says, master, I didn't know you were here. So he basically has a conversation with this nameless, faceless, bodiless, ethereal person who seems to arise from the shadows. So That may be a hint as to who this is, uh, because it seems like the shadows sort of just sort of come in and envelop Hal. And uh, he tells Hal what had gone on with Andrew Bennett. And, uh, you know, he, he was in the wind for a week before you got to him. We don't know what he spoke with or what he saw. We need to assume he told people our plans. And we have to keep those suspicions pointed away from us. We have to keep superheroes distracted and distrustful of each other. Um, the last thing we need is the wrong person figuring out who we are. We see Babs, aka Batgirl, uh, sunning on the roof uh, um, and in full costume waiting on uh, a meeting with Batman. Batman has called a meeting between uh, herself, him, Nightwing, and some of the other members of the Bat family, including uh, Cassandra Kane, Damien, uh, as well as Jason Todd, uh, and Tim Drake. Yeah, Tim's there too. So basically, Batman has called the Bat family in uh, to explain to them everything that happened thus far, uh, what was in the note and everything. And through doing this, he has Alfred serve them tea, which is mixed with holy water. Uh, Damien of course gets uh, hot chocolate <laughs> um, with, marshmallows. Uh, with marshmallows, with marshmallows as a way to kind of test them. And meanwhile, we see a group of, um, I'd say lower tier villains. I'm pretty sure the the guy in the suit, that's
1: Tobias whale, right? Am I wrong I, about that? I think so. They, 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 like, like you said, they are pretty much bottom of the barrel here.
0: Yeah. They're just sort of meeting around a picnic table, talking about how so many villains have gone missing. Uh, they're trying to decide what that means. And then definitely from the shadows. Uh, well, one of them says, uh, you know, where is everyone Uh Where are, where are lime and light? You were supposed to bring them here. Uh, and that person says, I couldn't find them, but that doesn't mean anything. And from the shadows of the bushes, someone says it definitely means something. Uh, as Green Arrow steps out and says, uh, I'm not here to fight all of you. And he shoots uh, an arrow into Tobias's hand, pinning him to the table. Uh, he says, uh, vampires have been infiltrating the metahuman community, converting or killing anyone who could fight back against their war on humanity one of you as a vampire isn't that right every man to which the other ones laugh until every man bears his fangs uh, and uh, green arrow takes him out with an arrow. it's unclear what kind of arrow I guess it could be really anything it could be dipped in holy water it could be yeah whatever they after they see him take out every man who just collapses into a pile of dust they add is there really a human vampire war coming it's already here back over. And uh, the, the, the Bat meetup, everybody is aware of what's going on. So Batman asks them the best we can do is make educated guesses on who they'll go after. And Jason says it's the villains. They'll go to ground uh, for prolonged stretches between jobs. It'll take a long time of, to notice if they were being disappeared. Bab says we need, they'd need to take off the telepaths and the psychics, anyone who could find out their plans. Nightwing says magic users. That's a weakness for them, too uh tim says they're susceptible to sunlight i'd totally kill the ray and the light uh, if i was one of them uh and batman said we also need to think about who would they convert and the uh damien says young heroes if i was building um an army i'd make i'd make it no old dudes allowed to which batman agrees to all of this says everybody could be infiltrated the outsiders the Titans, the Birds of Prey. Uh, it would be difficult to get somebody into the League without somebody younger to sort of wedge their way in there. The League is having a meeting at this time uh, to which Jaina comes in and says, asks if she has anybody seen her brother. Uh, they haven't. She says she can't feel him anymore. She runs off. And they, of course, realize how he's been testing him. Uh, we cut back over to Batman. They they now realize that he's been testing him with the T. He gives them um, he gives them of course, uh, a, a cross to hold. And <laughs> one of my favorite lines, <laughs> there's, <laughs> he goes, I need everyone to hold this. And he's got a crucifix. <laughs> Cassie just holds it. Uh, so does, uh, so does, uh, Nightwing. Tim goes, ta-da. <laughs> Babs is obsessed with the woodwork of it and then the group of them are staring at Damien holding Damien says everyone needs to stop looking so surprised when I pass the tests," <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was great yeah. uh, he, is, he is a jerk so <laughs> he is he is so he says now we can be- begin and he takes a sheet off of one of the display cases in this in the cave he says these are our no- new tools in it we see crossbows we see spears we see swords we see like all kinds of uh uh, we see maces we see all kinds of sort of old school deadly weaponry and they say they'll they're gonna these are gonna help us catch vampires and he says half measures aren't an option anymore we're not trying to catch them to which dick says so you're expecting us to kill now he says you can't kill them they're already dead damien says cools he picks up a handheld crossbow Meanwhile, uh, after after a little bit, we're back up in the little mansion area and we see Alfred and uh, Batman having a conversation. And Bat- <laughs> Alfred is being really <laughs> sardonic and saying, uh, hey, I'm, bother- I'm sorry. Was my sipping tea bothering you? I wanted you to know I'm having the tea. I'm assuming my not being asked to drink. It was merely an oversight on your part. <laughs> and he's hey, you didn't inform them of the vial that Lex Luthor uh uh, of lex luther's blood and he said well i trust them more than anybody but the face the fate of humanity isn't uh mine or anybody else's to gamble with meanwhile barry and hal meet up on the shores somewhere and they're having a conversation and hal says if something bad happened to me you'd be the first on my side I, i'd really want you to know if something good happened to me well something good did happen to me he goes all sinister catches barry up in a construct and he says i tried to argue for you but my lord said the way your powers work They said the hunger, your hunger would cause a genocide. They, they said you'd drink the planet to death. I argued for you. I knew they were right, but they are, I argued they wouldn't let me turn you. Uh, So he says, be still. And then he breaks Barry's neck and leaves him. He says, so I'm so sorry, Barry. I wanted to conquer the world with you to be continued.
1: What do you think of uh, this so far? Well, as a, as just a first two issues of something, it's not, it's not bad. It's interesting. I'm kind of getting turned off by the Hal being the bad guy thing that's going on seeming, I mean, we're, we're kind of getting perilously close to the, you know, the once as an accident, twice as a, qu- a coincidence, three times as a habit kind of thing that we've already, we've, we've already, we just came from last ride where Hal was at least a pseudo bad guy. And in this, and again, he's a bad guy in this just so it's kind of hard not to read into it that this is kind of where DC Editorial is going these days, mm-hmm. how they see him. So that is a turnoff. That is a a hurdle for me to be able to get through or over when it just comes to trying to enjoy the story for what it is. But by so far, it's it's not bad. It's it's interesting. But you know, seeing how you know kill kill Barry like that, that's a and that that's you know he is he is being quite brutal. I mean, even what he what he did. To, you know, Zam there throwing them in, throwing them in the blunder. One thing that was funny you 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 didn't which I, you know I understand why you didn't but you didn't mention that when Alfred and Batman are talking that when Al, when Alfred's being coy but oh you know it's a formality and goes oh I, I <laughs> basically I had the what the I had the water I had the the water in the house blessed or the whatever it is the uh, what what the hell is the term which term did he use for the water Not the bo- it wasn't the boiler was it it was what, whatever whatever yeah whatever i had our
0: boiler blessed so yes, if you were a vampire you would have burned to death when you ran your evening bath, bath last night yeah
1: yeah that's so so he he already knew alfred was in the clear just so he didn't need to have him drink it because he basically was bathing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's sort of can i ask what's the deal and i hate to phrase it this way but it's it, it seemed literal and figurative that why was why was barbara horny for dick in this in this issue <laughs> Uh, it's, is, that, uh, is that a thing these days?
0: Yeah, they're they're exploring the nature of their relationship, and I hesitate to say they are in a relationship, but they're definitely toying with it in the pages of Nightwing right now. Now, I don't know if this is meant to be an in canon story or not, uh, as in currently happening, but it it seems like it seems like it's one of those stories where they're telling it like it could happen at any point within current continuity but we're not going to tell you specifically when it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it could be its own universe. That's just very close to what our universe that we're currently reading in the DC universe is in terms of the setup. It just, here's the divide, the divergent point. The war has come, if that makes any sense. Cause we've seen those before where, the story picks up and and it is the divergent point in the timeline where the universe is split off from each other, but they are nightwing is the first DC book I read every time it comes out. So uh, it's just a fucking fantastic and beautiful ass book. And Jamal Campbell is doing variants for every single fucking one of them. And it's holy God, uh, I'm paying a dollar extra for every issue of nightwing because of course DC variants are, Cardstock, so you're paying a dollar extra. So, but you've seen Jamal Campbell's artwork, so holy God. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Tangent. So, um, speaking of art, uh, it it was actually, and I I don't mean to say like because I you know, the the panel where we first see Babs, I'm not saying like oh my God, she looks hot, but she looks so well done here, especially in that costume because I'm already used to what I'm. Basically, in seeing this scene, it immediately reminded me of the Nightwing series and how well that art is done. And I don't know why I didn't think about it until really issue two, but I really am liking this art. There are times when it looks a little too overdone or cartoony or something like that, but it's not, It it, it, it well, for one, it's very consistent. I'm not seeing any any real in terms of like, problems with it and especially when you get to like that introductory stuff with anton arcane and how they play with the darkness and just the way anton himself looks and stuff like that the i really like
1: the art in this i think the art's pretty good overall i mean it's obviously stylistic yes of course but but i think for again for the nature of this kind of story it helps. And so I think that it might stand out more if, it, if this was the artwork, maybe in, in, in the last ride series, maybe it would have been less easy to accept or wrote, I may have stood out more in a distracting way, but based on the nature of the story, I think it I think it works pretty well.
0: Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I think it looks, I think it looks great pretty much top to bottom. Uh, I'm very, I'm really enjoying this series so far. Uh, the humor stuff. I mean, they injected humor with the Bat Family, which not a lot of people people go for it, but it, not, it doesn't always land the right way because they're trying to do the wrong kind of humor sometimes. And I thought it landed pretty great, um, especially that scene I pointed out with the, the crucifix, because you know each one of them each one of them does it in this very short quick panel that is very much their own uh that very much just talks to who that 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 character is uh so i i enjoy i enjoyed all of that um I, the relationship between uh bruce and alfred spot on like uh obviously i'm talking a lot about my issue here but uh i don't have i actually don't have the connection that you do to i vampire i don't think i've read much with him and it. anything you want to tell people about andrew in sort of that whole world, because we, we know you're a big fan of like over on Marvel Werewolf by Night and stuff like that. So I'm I'm not at all surprised to know, of course,
1: that you're interested and occasionally read some DC horror. But and I know you're not doing it to put me on the spot, probably. But the reality <laughs> is I I, do, I I do not remember all that much about about that series. I mean, I know technically in in the lore of of Andrew Bennett, he's actually I think the one who turned Mary to have became a, into a vampire to begin with, which was the ultimate irony of not only her becoming eventually not just the leader there but also becoming his ne- his his nemesis when they used to be lovers. But I don't I don't remember that much about these stories in the in the back of House of Mystery at that point. But it was, it, but obviously it was enough for it to stand out in my mind because of the fact that, yeah, during that time I did, I read, I read House of Mystery and What Unexpected and I never read what House of Secrets that much. I think I had a few issues of that, but, but I yeah. never really, I never really, for some reason that, that one never, never, never drew me in as much of the, of the horror.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to pull up my my wish list on Amazon right now because there's a, cause I know I've got a bunch of stuff on there in terms of, yeah. So there is a house of secrets, the bronze age omnibus volume one that I want. That's on my wish list to get. Um, I was going through what DC stuff is out there. There's a specter, the wrath of the specter omnibus. Like I'm definitely getting into that era that sort of seventies, late sixties, other titles that dc was putting out non-superhero stuff like wanted or um uh, or, or yeah like specter or house of secrets any of that stuff uh is definitely on my list of things i want to pick up like i i picked up uh probably one of my more, more recent dc pickups in terms of trades looking over here to my left on my shelf other than like the who's who omnibus and stuff like that is the uh dc's first issue specials stuff which of course has like uh the creeper and metamorpho and stuff like that in there but you've also got like manhunter and i don't mean the androids you've also got like lady cop um you know things like that so that the the, i've recently i don't want to say become obsessed but i'm very my curiosity is peaked for the other side of DC around the I would say probably the 70s.
1: And for me most of most of my reading of the horror books I'm going to say was in the either probably the late 70s into the 80s. Actually, somewhere down and again somewhere in my box of books, I think the first horror comic I ever got from DC, which I didn't buy myself either, my mom, I was sick I was, I was sick and my mom bought me a bunch of comics. I think it was, was it unexpected or was it tales of the unexpected? I don't remember I what tales of the, I think unexpected. it's tales, but unexpected was so huge. It'd be really easy to not notice yeah. that I had the, you know, the, like the hundred page, was it the hunt, the hundred page, $1 comics. I think that's what it was back. And during that time frame that I can actually still remember, I, I'm sure maybe at some point I'll look for, see if I can find the cover. I don't remember what issue number it was, but it, but, yeah, that that was that's what got that's what got me into that and so i i was big into into house of mystery into tales of the unexpected i was big into like time warp and their there's sci-fi mysteries in space i think it was yeah I think it's mysteries in space was that story we've talked we talked about like a while a long time ago which has that really cool story where they were planning on going back in time to, to kill hitler and they go back. Yeah. And they, yeah. They go back and they kill Hitler. But they're stupid. You would think they'd be bright enough to figure this out ahead of time. That if you're going to do it, at least you better try to do something where you use somehow the weapon you're using either will self destruct, or you're using you're like really proficient at an older weapon because they, yeah. they, the the assassin they kill Hitler, but the assassin gets killed. The weapon, the high adv- the highly advanced rifle is there the Nazis reverse engineer it. So instead of like a thousand year Reich of Hitler, you still end up with a hundred year Reich. And, that, and then, and the story ends with like all these different time travelers going back, aiming to try to kill one, the one assassin that shot this person that shot that person. And
0: yeah, there's also, I think from that era, you got strange adventures and I'm not just talking the Adam strange stuff. Challenges of the unknown, of course is big. Um, Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Anton on arcane being, dispatch so quickly on the one on the one hand Antar and arcane is fucking douchebag and i think anybody would just be happy to see him get his comeuppance but at the same time i know like some real you know uh deeply ingrained horror fans of uh, dc horror fans are probably not very happy with the two-page dispatch <laughs> so, yeah it
1: it was a it was a cool reference it looks like it's the unexpected That's yeah it looks like uh okay. Oh, actually, I found my cover. I'm going to show it. Actually, it's it's June 1979. That's the one I'm going to. Yes. Oh, you know why? It's a combination. That's what it was. It was like I forget. That's what they did with the horror books and some of the other books too. They combined them all, so they had these dollar-sized, uh, hundred-page, I think hundred-page giants. So it was The Witching Hour, House of Secrets, Unexpected. Oh yeah, The Witching Hour for sure. Yeah. So once I'll I'm going to let me I'll show you this picture once I. But yeah, so that so what I'm going to show you in a second that's the uh, that's the first horror comic from from DC. Obviously, like you mentioned, I and we've talked about before. I did read a lot of the horror comics in in Marvel before that. I'm going to do it in our in our chat here. Yeah, so yeah, it well, was the arcane thing back. The arcane thing was kind of cool. I, they are picking some cool reference points related to the mist, you know to the supernatural and different aspects in the in DC lore. So I do I can I can appreciate that.
0: Yeah, uh, interesting that the vampires somehow killed Grundy. Uh, Sinestro's dead, too, by the way.
1: Yes, People. that is uh, true. We did not mention that. But yeah, it, but he is your standard Legion of Doomer, usually. But yes, he is. he's dead at the doornail, too. I can't tell who the girl is. Is this supposed to be Cheetah? Probably. Let me go back and I'm looking at... yeah. Uh, nope, there's my issue. I have, I have them both open. I just got to go back to that panel because cause those are the ones that are all... what tinted in red right
0: yeah so it's an astro it's very clearly Grundy, black manta i think that's supposed to be cheetah
1: um okay i'm on the page now.
0: who's been converted is looks like scarecrow and grod
1: yeah grod is grody yeah, i grod is definitely i
0: think the interesting thing though in this section is the map that he finds
1: oh yes yeah, based on the, you're right based on their based on their master plan yeah so
0: we see a few people on this list here so first of all it looks like the plan is to erect a giant stationary shield that just in space flat out blocks the sun from going onto the earth's surface um and it doesn't say like if this is supposed to be a hit list or anything like that but on one side we've got joker Rachel ghoul uh, Vandal Savage, Majestic, I don't know who Majestic is, uh, and then Superman, John Constantine, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Swamp Thing, and Zatanna on the others. If this is a hit list of some kind, then it kind of lends credence to what Batman and, and company say about who they would go after in, um, in, issue, in issue two. Because we've got some pretty heavy magical hitters here with Shazam, John Constantine, Zatanna. I think you could consider Wonder Woman to be magic at this point, given everything that's happened recently. Uh, At at least they're they're leaning more on that side of her godhood in some ways. So I had one final thing I wanted to address kind of overall about the series. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about for these two issues?
1: No, feel free. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, so Mark and I talked about this a bit, uh, and I think you agreed with me. I've been seeing online a sentiment about these uh, issues, and Mark mentioned it in in kind of tangentially about how being the villain here, uh, people are interpreting this as as a, a bad characterization of how. Like they're not understanding who Hal is. how is. How wouldn't do this thing. How wouldn't it's not about it's it's not about your understanding of how if you're feeling this way you're, you're it's not a, a how understanding you're misunderstanding vampire lore because there are several different types of vampire lore here clearly we're dealing with something a little bit more traditional here because we have crucifixes holy water sunlight stuff like that now and uh, hey another way that Green Arrow could have killed uh, killed the Everyman. There is stake through the heart. He could have just straight up shot him through the heart. I don't know if that applies here or not. But this is a very traditional type of vampire. Uh, this is uh, I because I didn't read a lot of I Vampire. I don't know how the DC vampire lore specifically operates. But for lack of a better term, sort of think of it like Blade in a way. Um, you know, that's at least how that's how I see things. I, as we talked about last episode, I I love Anne Rice and I love the world that she created. You know, rest in peace. And the vampires there are very much themselves. Lestat is when Lestat, you know, because he's the main character, we'll use him as an example. When Lestat gets turned, nothing in his head changes. Lestat is very much himself after he turns. One could say he's even more of himself after he turns, but his motives, his desires, his whatever don't really change. Other than, I guess maybe you could say sexuality or something like that, because to a vampire, you're living eternally. You're not using those organs, for lack of a better term. So, you know, more more than ever, sort of loving a being eternally is love is love, sort of a thing. Um, but other than that sort of stuff. You just are who you are, and, and and that's the type of vampire I usually read. But there are types of vampires where you get turned, and you become driven by the hunger. You become devoted to others of yourself. You become beholden to sort of an alpha male type vampire, um, you know, and, and so on and so forth. This, if if we read it, if we get caught at some point in this twelve issue series, if we get caught in a flashback sequence of showing how Hal got turned and then in that sequence we see Hal acting unlike himself, then sure, I'd agree with you. But the how we've seen in these two issues on every panel is already turned. So this is not the how you know. He can still act very much like himself in terms of humor and stuff, but his motives, his drives, his instincts, his his needs are different so you cannot in good conscience tell me oh this isn't how this isn't how how would act this is how but with a different set of ideals and drives because he's been turned and that's how turning works in this
1: universe that makes sense
0: yeah i don't i is blade a good example I, I'm trying to remember the blade. Maybe I'm thinking more because I'm not referencing the comics when I say that. I'm saying more of the movies. Did, do I remember that right? Once they turn, they just sort of they're they're part of the the coven, the pack, and and they act more ferocious and animalistic and part of the hive sort of a thing.
1: I think that's true, even though obviously they kept aspects of their own personality as well. But, yeah. Yeah. I th- but I do. Yeah, I do. Th- it just yeah that that part that part takes over or becomes more dominant so yeah that's what i remember you certainly remember from from blade yeah
0: i don't know if there's another better example like fuck man i haven't read classic like dracula in a long 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 time so i don't even remember how uh adding a, a vampire even works and all that stuff so But yeah, there's different, there's different, like, great example. We just talked about crucifixes and holy water and stuff like that. I think I've read, man, I've read the Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice so many times. I think Lestat straight up says uh, crucifixes, utter nonsense. Uh, In fact, I find them quite beautiful. I, I do enjoy to look at some of the more intricate ones or something like that. Like he... He, there's a specific line in one of his book, one of her books, about Lestat commenting on the beauty of crucifixes. So the vampires in 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 Anne Rice's universe, they're not affected by holy water, they're not affected by by crucifixes or garlic or any of that stuff. It's really just sunlight and the utter destruction of the body somehow. Like if you cut off the head and split the body up and just like utterly mutilate somebody and get them away from the world really that's it so even stake through a heart maybe you would harm them but they could come back so it's honestly just sunlight and utter destruction of the form uh is really all that you could do to a vampire in her universe so that's just one way like yeah vampire lore is different from from teller to teller and they will pick and choose how it works and in this universe very clearly it is involving some sort of personality motive shift um, beholden to an alpha master sort of a thing. So keep that in mind, folks. They're not misunderstanding how. But yeah, I really enjoy this. Tinian's freaking one of those people right now who's big. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg is a great writer. He's got a book out at Image I'm really enjoying called What's the Furthest Place from Here? And like I said, I'm really enjoying the art. And uh, man, the variant cover for number two, I showed you that um, before we started recording. There's a Guys, you gotta look at the variant cover for number two. Uh, it's this image of Hal as a vampire, sort of leaping, sort of uh, upper right corner towards you know, of the cover, and he's got fangs and red eyes, but he's got he's encased in Green Lantern energy all over himself, including sort of like construct fangs uh, and stuff. It's a beautiful image if you can see it at the comic book store there's a foil version I have that and holy god that if you think it looks cool just regularly it looks so cool in a foil version I showed mark a video of it
1: yeah it, it looks it looks sick doesn't it it's very 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 impressive and it's definitely it's definitely worth a pickup
0: guys if you if you can find the foil the foil variant cover to this this is I'm very happy to have this in my collection and I think it hold on let me open it up oh yeah 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 the the back of it is a uh, a close up on Hal and his fangs, and there's no color. There's no color to his skin. There's no, it's just green, like it's almost all construct. Uh, and this one is the local comic shop day exclusive variant cover. So you'll see that you'll see this variant cover just regular print. The foil version is the local comic shop day variant. So normally for a regular variant, you're paying like an, a, a dollar more or so. I believe the, I believe the, um, the foil variant here maybe like could cost you like 10 bucks or something because it's a comic shop day variant. So if you're out there, just be prepared to shell out for it. But I think it's worth it. It's really freaking cool looking. It's going to look really cool looking in my long boxes and flipping through shit. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next issue. I don't know. You want to tell people how we're thinking we want, might want to cover if we'll be covering it, anything like that? Especially well, now that you've actually had a chance to read it.
1: Well, I think it's safe to say we won't, We wouldn't be doing we wouldn't be doing it any more frequently than we just did that if we're going to do it, we'll at least do two issues at a time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe assuming it doesn't, there's no delays in the release schedule. Maybe, maybe we could do three. I don't know. Let's see how, let's keep the options open on this one at the very least, because we started it. We'll at least come back and at least talk about what happens in it. Even if we choose not to do an issue by issue review, we'll at least give you like a, how we'll give you a wrap up of the series of what happened. The major beats, I suppose, just to make, just because it's the right thing to do. But I, we have multiple possibilities of how we just don't want to commit to doing to guarantee. Yes. We're going to be doing every single issue either in its own episode or even committing to doing, you know, two, 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 let's it's just what 12 issue series. Yeah. Yeah. So let's the uh, right now, since it's again, it's not like there's a whole lot to cover otherwise. So it gives us, it gives us some leeway. Mm-hmm. It's likely that we'll uh, we'll these come back and do at least a few more issues of this the way we did did it tonight. But yeah, and then if we get too deep, they more almost like committed. If we go if we go past like the sixth issue mark and doing regular reviews, and it will probably unfortunately, and I say unfortunately just because we're, if the story takes a turn for the worst, then we're locked in. But that might be the litmus test. Let's see where we are at the end of the first six issues.
0: Yeah, and and this isn't to say we'll be covering this, too, or in in any amount of frequency, but keep in mind, guys, other things are going to be coming out But as this series, because it's 12 issues, as this series will be releasing, that might take precedence. And a good example is what's happening over in Justice League with the, the whole Gold Lantern thing being a huge focus point at the very launch of that um, that'll bear some sort of coverage or mention in some way, shape, or form again, not committing to any sp- specific episode format for that, but obviously we will talk about it in some fashion. What, what form that takes remains to be seen, but like, you know, we're talking a 12 issue series here and we've, we've, we've still got 10 issues to go. So anything could really come out between now and then that bears us doing an episode on, and, uh, we may not, we may not do, uh, you know, we may we may favor that instead of this and, and push this down the road a little bit. So, but we'll, yeah, like you said, we'll come back to it. Speaking of, we'll come back to things. Um, uh, I told you guys that Suicide Squad was happening. Suicide Squad issues nine and issues 10 are out. I bought issue nine. I was at the comic book store before we started recording today. I had issue 10 in my pull loss list. I had them put it back on the shelf. Didn't even want to, quote unquote, complete the collection of that in my pool box. It's not worth your time. If you already got it, great. If you're already reading Suicide Squad, good on you. I'm not trying to make fun of your book here. It wasn't for me. The Suicide Squad goes to Oa. Still kind of unclear why I'm sort of lost in the point and said dialogue of that book. They encountered Joe. They break somebody out of the science cells. I don't think we know who that person is. That's their goal. That's who they're breaking. That's what they're going to Oa for. I think we're sort of misled that it was going to be to get the gauntlet or some sort of a weapon. It was to get a prisoner. And then they leave Oa and are confronted by Thanagarians and other people. But issue nine had like a gauntlet on the cover, which made us think that she was going to they were going to confront Kelly in some way. They did not confront Kelly in issue nine. It's just Joe uh, and it's not really that great of an appearance. And other than you see Joe in action for a few pages, it's really it. If you want to see some action with Joe, you want to see that on page look, looking cool in some way, shape or form, then by all means go for it, but it's really don't buy the book. It's not really worth your time. And uh, we're not going to talk about it beyond that. It exists. I don't think it's particularly good nor worth your time but it exists if you want to enjoy.
1: Yeah. Sums it up. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else before we close out? Well, the, the only, the only thing I wanted to mention was because we, since we did talk about it, I was going to say last episode, which for us is last night, <laughs> the second, the second post is really it's post everything the credit scene, but it's really post everything on Spider-Man is your Dr. Strange trailer. <laughs> hmm. So if you were hoping to get your, I'm sure you're going to see your Spider-Verse trailer And we will know. Of course, by the time this comes out, everybody will know it already because the fact that this will probably be coming out the week after Christmas, but that, yeah, you'll, I'm sure the Spider-Verse trailer will be on this trailer package, but there's a, there's a mid credit scene, but you'll probably also like, but then the, the trailer that people have been talked that people have been talking about for dr strange that was going to drop this week which i'm sure will drop online probably maybe friday or saturday once the movie's out but for now that is the the trailer for dr strange and the multiverse The teaser for multiverse of madness that actually plays that after everything's done on all the credits and you're almost fading to black that's when they roll into that based on everything that i've seen today and like i said by the time if if it turns out to be total bullshit, which I doubt, because there's enough stuff out there already to indicate that a lot of these things that, that are out, people have been talking about, or rumored are rumored or true. I can just edit this out because people will never know. If it's wrong, there's no point in leaving it in because it's going to be out in two two weeks after we're recording it. But if not, yes, that I just wanted to point that out that the uh that does not appear to be the case. But you're but your the second the last post credit mid credit, but this one would be post scene is supposed to be is a doctor strange trailer that's
0: all nice i I will be looking forward to seeing that
1: and Uh and i actually and i actually found one of the eight thousand things that are out there now the clips i actually found one which actually had a decent size a decent version of of that recorded of the trailer it's pretty interesting it's i think i think it i think as a teaser it will make people happy because with not just what you kind of thought was going to happen in it, but with enough ties to things we've already seen this year, uh, especially on the on the TV shows, that it's a nice jumping off point. I think so. I think that I think people will be as a teaser. I think it works really well and makes sure probably wets the appetite.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, do we have anything else we want to do?
1: I really don't. Do you?
0: I think we're good. Uh, a nice short one for once. Yes.
1: yes. All right. Lanterncast.com. The email is lanterncast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Use hashtag GLCast to track us down there. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave us a positive review on all platforms you listen to us on. And last but not least, to send us a text or a voicemail, use 708 Lantern, 708 Lantern, and let us know what you think. All right, guys. Uh, We will talk to you later, and I guess uh, Happy New Year. That's right. Post Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Bye, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye.